Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG, where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Blake Rasmussen. With me today is... Steve Sanu. I am also here. He's also here. Uh, <laughs> then with us we have uh, Chris Kao and Megan O'Malley, who are going to talk about so, all things Magic the Gathering Arena. If welcome you back to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently I'm here to set the scale of the entire world. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Let's do it. Where's my booster yeah. seat? Yeah, pretend that I don't like. Yeah, it was very, very tall. Yeah. He's a tall man. Uh, we're gonna get to them in a moment. We're gonna talk to them about the rotation renewal and historic yep. announcement that we made today. Uh, but first, we're starting a new segment that I'm calling "Steve Does the News." Possibly Blake's biggest mistake ever on this show. Uh, oh, Blake, come on. Just take possibly out of that segment. It is definitely the big... I'm giving Steve a segment to talk about uh, things that have happened this week. So yep. if you haven't uh, been paying attention, just catching you up real quick on things that have happened already up to this point this week. And it's been a busy week, even before we get to the yep. arena news. It super has. There's a lot to go over. We'll go through it pretty quickly, because we know you have questions about all the stuff that we talked about for arena yep. this morning. But first, this... Uh, to this week's BNR announcement shook things up. Hogak more like Nogak. No more Hogak in modern. We had standard and vintage shakeups as well, as you can see from the graphic. Rampaging Ferocidon gets its time in standard until rotation. Modern, no more Hogak. No more Faithless Looting, but Stoneforge Mystic comes on back. Live your Cawblade dreams in modern. Vintage, we've got Karn the Great Creator, Mystic Forge, Mental Misstep, and Golgari Grave Troll all restricted but Fastbond comes off the unrestricted list for Ridiculous Land Shenanigans, not to be confused with card shenanigans. Uh, on top of that, we've got the State of Design 2019 that came out this week. Mark Rosewater on Daily MTG going over all the design feedback and lessons that they learned so far in 2019. That includes Guilds of Ravnica, Ravnica Allegiance War of the Spark, Modern Horizons, and M20. Uh, we also introduced a new Planeswalker this week. Trickster Planeswalker Oko, revealed yesterday by Forbes. Gives a little more detail about him. Uh, you can actually find out more on, at that Forbes article, and you can read the whole story in The Wildred Quest by Kate Elliott, available for pre-order now from Penguin Random House. On top of that, Dragon's Endgame, at Wizards Magic on Twitter, revealed that the 2019 convention-exclusive Dragon Endgame is going to be available for online sales for U.S. and Canadian customers starting on September 10th, so stay tuned for more details about that. Finally... E-League Showdown, MTG Arena, presented by Intel Gamer Days. The E-League is starting up a new weekly MTG Arena competition series starting next Wednesday, September 4th at 8 p.m. on Twitch on the E-League Twitch channel. Uh, according to the press release that was sent out, the event will highlight popular community influencers and emerging star players through weekly, quote-unquote, survive and advance battles. So look forward to checking that out, 8 p.m. Uh, on September 4th, and it'll proceed weekly. But uh, that's not the only MTG Arena news that came out this week. We've also got something that happened this morning, and that's what uh, y'all are here to talk with us about. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So yep. why don't we start, if you haven't read the announcement. <laughs> it's been dropped. It's, this, that happened. Let's go! Okay. If you haven't seen the announcement, why don't we do a quick overview. Megan, what we, we were talking about the announcement is rotation, renewal, and historic. What are those three things, and what did we announce today? All right, so first and foremost, rotation. Uh, as most of our enfranchised players are aware, the fall set rotation is quickly approaching. It's going what? to happen with the Throne of Eldraine release. And on Arena, that means September 26th. So this is one of our, another one of those educational moments where for either a reminder for older players or for players who may have been introduced to Magic through Magic the Gathering Arena, like, hey, uh, heads up, this is coming, and that is what this means. Uh, the second part of that was renewal, which is our way of sort of like 
sort of like sending out the current standard meta with a bang, as well as giving players a way to sort of dive right into the sort of standard 2020 meta once rotation happens. And last, but certainly not least, is his Sork. Uh, we first started, we first talked about this back in the June state of the beta for the uh, M20 update. Uh, we got a lot of feedback, uh, we did a lot of deliberations, and then we decided to change basically everything we had previously said. <laughs> basically everything, so if you missed this morning's uh, state of the beta, uh, and you're coming in here thinking you're going to hear what we talked about back in July. Uh, very, very different. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to get to your questions. Put them in chat. I've got uh, one of my lovely assistants uh, back upstairs, Chris. He's a good guy. Uh, he, <laughs> he is, is a lovely which, assistant. Which Chris? Lovely you got about like have a lot two of dozen? Just he, he, all the Chris's. Chris, Chris Kale. That's right. Chris Kale is literally on his phone He's just texting. Just doing all right the now. things. Right now. Chris has 12 jobs. Uh, we are getting your questions from chat. We're going to get to those towards the end, unless I might pepper in some here or there if we're on no the worries. topic. Let's do it. Uh, but keep putting them in chat. Just because I haven't asked, uh, asked them on air yet doesn't mean we're not uh, writing them down, getting them ready. But we're going to start with historic. Uh, that is, in terms of questions we've been getting today, the most questions that we've gotten have been about historic. And we might as well just come right out and talk about the two times wild card right off the yeah, bat. Yeah. Uh, so we know that, not only from player feedback, but kind of what we expected is that two times wild card is a, a tough number, certainly, sure. to, to swallow and to understand. It's coming in from fans. We knew that it was going to be difficult kind of coming in. But can you talk about some of the other ways that players can get historic cards? Yeah, like you said, we definitely have heard the feedback there, and it's just sort of a reminder slash explanation of the other ways that these historic cards are coming in. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> first off, we're going to run a historic event every month, and that historic event many times will most likely have an individual card reward series mm -hmm. that's based on historic cards. Okay. So just sort of kind of for playing in the historic events, they'll be there and they'll be something you can get. We are also going to look at, in not right away, but as Historic matures, how we bring draft experiences that are unique to Historic, that bring Historic draft experiences to the game where you can get a bunch of cards, because of course we have that side of uh, how to acquire cards in our game. Okay, so kind of similar to how right now you can play War of the Spark draft. Right, it right. It might be something like that where right. in a couple months from now you could play a Dominaria draft. Or right, something like yeah, that. And, we'll, and we'll figure out where that, makes, where that timing makes sense, but mm -hmm. of course That'll be part of this. What we're going to do with November, because that's when Historic actually starts. Mm -hmm. In other words, that's when the two times wild card thing uh, cost goes in. Mm -hmm. That's when we'll actually have an event. And that event, we're talking about the different types of events we'll, we want to choose from. But it's going to be different than the other kinds of events we've created. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, when you pay the entry fee to this event, you're going to get a full playset of all of the Historic cards we're dropping at that time. So the first one, we're looking at about 20 cards. Mm -hmm. And those 20 cards, you get you pay the entry to this event, you get those cards, and you build your decks, and you get to play in this event. Once mm -hmm. that event expires, we'll then move those cards as a bundle to the store, or you can craft them for wild cards. Now, a lot of this is our starting point, mm -hmm. and we'll continue to sort of evolve how we go from there, mm -hmm. and maybe offer different ways to continue to get those historic cards. But it will be different than traditionally we do, we do with standard because we're a standard focused game. Yeah. So that's sort of that mod, the standard model sort of established. And with historic, we're starting here, and then we really want this to be a conversation with the community because mm -hmm. historic is actually something pretty exciting for us all as players on the dev team. 
it is a living format. In other yeah. words, we can, we will have its own BNR list. If we need to, and something's getting especially bad, we will ban something right then, mm -hmm. or we'll restrict it. Or maybe we'll even come up with ideas like suspending a card. Hey, let's see what happens if we pull this out for right now. Did the meta change? Does it get, you know, we'll do our analytics, we'll take player feedback, we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's so exciting is I, as a Magic player, have never experienced something where I'm that much a part of what's going on, and it's changing in that way, mm -hmm. right? Because Historic for us is a lot like some of the other formats we've added. It's something we want to do as standard sort of begins to wind down. You know, you've played it for a month or two and it's starting to get a little bit less interesting. We always want to provide you fun magic experiences. Mm -hmm. Historic is our way to do that. But it's the way to do that for very experienced players. It's going to require a lot of skill to know enough of the cards to understand what's going on, right? To be able to build a deck in this dynamic environment. So it's really for the masters. Mm -hmm. It's sort of the deepest and most engaged, best skilled players are going to be looking to this. Now, the other events we'll have, Historic Popper, Historic Singleton, mm -hmm. you know, we'll add Historic to different types of events to sort of uh, as a flavor, right, for the kinds of cards you can use. Those can be for, you know, other folks depending on the type it is. And this really speaks to what we've discovered this last year working on our events. Mm -hmm. We want a breadth of events that are appealing to lots of different people, right? Momir was a, one of our early ones, and it's appealing to folks because you don't have to deck build. It's very random. Maybe some people say it doesn't have as much skill, mm -hmm. right? But it's maybe a little bit more fun. Our pre-cons are definitely aimed at new players, mm -hmm. right? Or they're aimed at players who are like, I don't have the time to go research a deck or build it. I just want to play what's happening right now. Again, that's a different kind of audience. Historic yeah. is at the other end of that spectrum. This is something where the players are working with the devs, we're playing it, we're watching the data, we're seeing what goes on, and we can react to it in a very different way, mm -hmm. right? We can go to all of Magic's history and go, what card do we think is going to make the difference? Try it out. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, you know, change up the meta again. So I, I want to talk about those a little bit more because that, that to me is kind of the coolest part of Historic is that we're adding these cards. When you say adding Historic cards from Magic right. history, can you give a few examples? So I had them in an email here so that I don't get them wrong. <laughs> um, we have this sort of approach we do. I think I've mentioned it before, which is the dreaming, thinking, and working, right? So like dreaming is like, wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah. Thinking is, okay, what are the implications of what's going on? How do we want to turn this into something that we ourselves as players and the player community will really enjoy? Mm -hmm. And then working is executing on it and actually playing it. So right now we are somewhere between the sort of dreaming and thinking on what the historic content will be. The structure and what our sort of how we want to approach it with our first experiment is set. Mm -hmm. But these cards are cards like what we would put in. And when we say from across Magic's history, hopefully these are good examples. We may or may not put these specific cards in. We actually want to try some stuff out, see what people think, hear the feedback, and see what goes on. But I will mention some names so that hopefully everybody uh, <laughs> can get a taste and see these examples. So the first one is Brainstorm. Yep. So you're talking about when we say magic history, we're talking one of the most magic powerful history. Yeah, commons no, every printed. You know, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Well, let's Clearly, let's... it might have an impact in historic popper. What? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I, don't I think know. it would have a flash, flash impact in historic. Period. <laughs> right. I'm rubbing off on you. That's that's right. That was good. That was a good one. Nice. That wasn't a pun. That was good. I'll keep moving to the other cards. Just <laughs> yeah, that's that's one. That's one card we're considering. Is another one that we're looking at for cards like that. Uh, Firebolt, right? Yeah. With, you know, pretty classic for what folks are expecting. 
one of my favorites is Imperial Armor. Remember both the art and the card itself, right? Yeah. Definitely awesome. sort of... Won a know. world championship way back in the day. Yeah, right. A long time ago. Feels like... Or, sorry, Nationals. Nationals, I think it was. It's very... You know, everybody yeah. can think of this kind. Um, worm Coil Engine. Yeah. Just in case you like making worms. <laughs> yep. You know, who? you have to touch your life worms. They told me this downstairs. This is all okay. their fault. <laughs> and then the last one we were talking about is Dark Confident. Okay. Or Confidant, I'm yeah. sorry. So, like... When wow. we're giving these, the reason we're giving them is because if you've been playing Magic a long time, you know how exciting these cards are. Or yeah. Imagine the space that they encompass just by these examples. We'll see if these cards are the ones that make the most sense, but we have all of Magic's history to draw on. We're going to go with it. And for the masters, the people who are really like, I want to take and try to make this new non-rotating format to Magic, not just to Arena, work... That's the kind of thing we're looking at. Okay. So, so and there's, there's gonna be a variety of rarities too from common yeah, all the way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, I know when we first announced historic, and then we went back to the drawing boards. One of the criteria we had set for ourselves was historic should feel distinct from standard, and a big part of that was adding yeah, new cards. Yeah, great point. Adding cards that currently aren't in standard or just don't. So it just doesn't feel like old standard. Yeah, so when that's looking a at great, these great point, yeah. these cards, it's not just about adding new cards. It is adding cards that are distinctly historic and in, will be defining. Like Yeah, and I think it's important to make a distinction that people may, may not realize right now. You'll be able to play in the play queue with all of your cards. Like, play queue is just, if, you know, Professor Knox wants to go and do his jank in the, in the play queue, he can. Mm -hmm. If you want to do something more serious and standard, you can, right? Like, that is a place which isn't inherently historic. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, just play with the magic cards. If, you, if you're their starter decks, the reason that is is we use deck-based matchmaking in that queue. So a lot of it is about the cards, not necessarily about your win rate and skill and all the rest, okay. right? And so that itself, we don't even, like I said, see as historic, but all of your historic cards are playable there because any card that's not standard in Arena right now is considered historic. Sure. Um, then and I, I interject. Um, we mentioned decks, we mentioned matchmaking. There will be behind the scenes a separate queue. So if you're going in right. there with your, your whatever standard deck, you're only going to match against other standard decks. If you're going in there with a right. historic deck, you're only going to match against other decks with historic cards. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's more just a, it makes it easy for folks. If you come in and you're playing and you've been away for a while, you just hit the play button and use the decks you have and can play. Yep. But historic, where we're adding these new cards, where we're creating these events, where we're having this conversation, we really see that as another now experience we've added to Arena, along with all of the other formats that we've added. The Omniscience draft that I think is running right now are very similar. Uh, Almost Friday. Running. Yep. Friday. Yeah. Those are all, that's what we're really after. How can we just keep making new, cool, rotating events for all of you, right? Historic isn't just old standard. It's not just there side by side. It's another part of this sort of, uh, you know, meal we have for you with standard being the main dish and yep. all these other things sort of adding to that magic experience in arena yeah. okay and then and uh, another sort of point that we've had to clarify a lot today after the announcement is from a development standpoint we do consider the launch of historic to be november because that's when we're adding those new cards that's when we're adding new events however uh once rotation happens that the the play queue will still allow you to use historic cards. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have to wait until November to continue playing some of those cards from Dominaria or Ixalan. You'll still be able to use what will be effectively historic decks in the play queue, and you'll also still be able to play them uh, via direct challenge with your friends. So it's and in a similar vein, through that time, 
giving everybody a heads up, craft whatever you'd like to craft for the one-time crafting yeah. cost. Um, and then the, every card that is not a standard card will become the 2x as of the launch or start of the yep. story. Yeah. So let's let's touch on that because that's the question we're getting most in chat right now. Uh, so we've gone with a 2 to 1 wild card ratio. In the article we put that kind of in the uh, long-term health of the game is the way we phrased it. What does long-term health of the game mean to you and how did that lead to this wild card? Right, so let me talk about the health that we care the most about, which is when you log in, it's fun to play Magic. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds really general, but there's parts to that that are required. One of the biggest parts that we have is because we are a head-to-head -head game, matchmaking is absolutely essential for that. Right. There has to be enough other people and enough other diversity to actually match you mm -hmm. and create an experience that's fun. Mm -hmm. So when we say health, that's actually the thing that we're the most interested in because that's what tends to make Arena itself the best experience. Mm -hmm. So since we're standard focused, we spend most of our time doing that for standard. That doesn't mean we don't spend also other time to make any of our given other experiences fun. Mm -hmm. But what we have to be careful of is the number of them that we run at one time or how many people are playing any given one at one time. Because mm -hmm. what can happen is it can get diluted very easily, right? Um, sometimes you get the longer queue times as the only result. But an actual worse result is if you just get bad matchmaking mm -hmm. and suddenly it's just a blowout or suddenly something else just isn't fun. And it's with Arena, there's so many people playing it and it's such a fun experience that I think we've done a pretty good job. Sometimes it's you know late at night and it's not as easy to do it, giving you that on-demand, fast, fun magic. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure that that keeps happening as the core value of the game. So that's why we want to make sure that Historic is part of our overall rotation of events, like what we bring in and move around. Mm -hmm. And the 2X wildcard is part of our strategy to do that. Um, it's also part, you know, like I said, this is about a master sort of approach to things. So mm -hmm. hope, our hope is, New players, we have a great onboarding process that we continually refine. We give you lots of cards. You continue to grow in your experience. And as you want to opt into one of these, then we're able to focus the play enough so that there's enough people with the right things to make that experience a fun match-made experience. Okay. Um, I want to, There was a, a good question we had in chat that just wanted to clear up some confusion on, sure. on the uh, historic cards. All reprints from Magic's history, and when I say reprints, I mean paper, or are there going to be brand new cards that... Since she asked me this, I'll let <laughs> Megan um, answer the, the many details. Do you want me to... Uh, I am, I'm, what's, what's okay, the question? Okay, so like if you, if you have a, if you have... <laughs> question uh, turned into there a was statement. A, there is was it, a Luminous Bonds question. Yes, okay, here, right? okay, okay, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is it's printed in multiple sets. Yeah. Really the way it works is, if it's in standard, it's one wild card. Yep. If you want the alternate art version or for something else, and that is in historic at that time, we've moved it to historic, then that's going to be two. Yeah. However, so. however, on the flip side, so example of Luminous Bonds. Currently, right now, both the, the M19 and the Guilds of Ravnica Luminous Bonds are both standard playable. It's both one uncommon wild card or mm -hmm. common um, rarity shifted at some point. And so come the changes to the uh, both rotation and the wild card redemption, the Guilds of Ravnica Luminous Bonds is still only going to be one wild card. If you wanted one of the ones from the sets that rotated um, at that November date, that version, so that artwork, that flavor text, that set symbol, that one will be the two uncommon wild cards. 
if However, you, both will be playable. Both in will be format. playable in either format. If mm. it is standard yeah, legal, yep. you can play whatever version of the card you want in standard. And if it is historic legal, you can play whatever version of the card you yep. want in historic. We did yep. something similar last year with a holiday event where we introduced the the um, the sort of the older Lenoir elves. Uh, artwork and the older duress artwork, and even though it's using a, a version of that card from Magic's history, since both of those cards are standard legal, you can either use the Dominaria version or mm -hmm. the set, um, the the older version, same with duress. Yep. So yeah, it's a good clarification as a wrinkle. Yeah, how yeah. These things go, so. Uh, so that is a good answer to a different question. That is a question we were coming up to. Great clarification. I think what this person was asking is, let's say we look at Brainstorm, to put it in the format of Historic, but we decide Brainstorm is just a little too powerful. Could we print Barnstorm, that's the same card, but it costs two mana. So it's funny. Barnstorm. In, the, in this whole dreaming, thinking, working on things, um, we have talked about, hey, what does it mean if we arena balances something? Or sure. whatever else is. And what we realized is we have all of this history to stand on first. Yep. Let's go there first. Let's talk about things people know, people value, they remember, they understand. Mm -hmm. Because the story of magic is just as important as the cards, right? Like, I remember when I played with Brainstorm, to the new friend and explaining why that's important. You have a whole, you know, it's almost like an old song from the radio. It's mm -hmm. a memory and an experience there. The so radio want, is the thing that people used to listen <laughs> I'm sorry, to in the it's car. It's like streaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, but yes, I agree. <laughs> but you see where we're coming from is it's, we thought, yeah, we have a, we, the standard focus is a lot of time and energy, but it provides a great experience because we work so closely with the, the, the rest of the organization. Here we said, let's keep extending that. We've dreamt about those kinds of things, but generally we're like, well, let's start with this first because we know players in ourselves would love this. Mm -hmm. and that's Versus, I mean, Barnstorm could be cool, but I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> when it comes to introducing new cards to Arena, it's also what makes looking at cards and not sets so yeah. interesting because if there are some of those cards, like, you know, again, just an example, what would historic look like if we added some of those creature lands? Mm -hmm. We don't have to go and add an additional 200 odd cards just because we're interested in what the format or we think it would be good for the format if we added these five or ten specific cards. Yeah, yeah and th that actually speaks to it really when we looked at this. We said the cards and adding the cards gives us something new for magic overall. Mm -hmm. We are part of the Magic ecosystem. We are not a separate thing, right? We're just how you play it at Magic on your computer. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to add something to the overall Magic possibility space and player space. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we don't do those other things as well, but that's really what this is about for those mastery level players. Okay. Uh, so we're going to take a break on Historic for a moment. I know there are a lot of questions in chat yeah, that are yeah. about Historic, we, so we are going to come back to them. Uh, but I do want to move on and make sure that we spend some time talking about Rotation and renewal. Yeah. Ooh, rotatoes. So, uh, oh gosh. <laughs> Steve's here. Steve's here, everyone. Uh, Is that water? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chris, yes. Uh, MTG Arena has been through a rotation once. Kind, kind of, of. Kind of. What is different about this time with well, rotation? Well, the most important thing is 
all of your cards are playable, and by playable we mean you can earn, finish quests with them, earn daily rewards, earn weekly rewards with them. Mm -hmm. So your play experience can be just the same if you want it to be, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's there's nothing different there, and they're not going anywhere. This is actually what is sort of interesting and unique about our product is we're a collection-based game. Mm -hmm. We want you to have bigger and bigger collections, more diverse things, so that you can get to those places where when your skill and your collection are there, you're like, all right, I'm ready to bite off historic. Mm -hmm. So no worries. Rotation does not mean things go away. There's no account wipe. No, no account wipe. Yeah. No, nothing there. Yep. Hit the play button. Keep playing. Yep. Um, uh, standard ranked itself will require standard decks. And any we were going to relabel some of the different things that are in the game as far as so you can clearly tell what is required for each of those things. Sure. So that'll hopefully help everybody. Okay. Out yeah. with that thing. Um, yeah. Uh, just because you mentioned it's like, right, so something like the constructed event be known as the standard constructed event because we are going to have to add that sort of like clarification in there right. for like now that, you know, standard is a thing and it's not the only thing. There's also historic being as clear as we can through either the event names or with the UX, you know, what is standard, what is not standard. Right, and we're doing things like with deck building, making it more clear for how to build each of the kinds of decks. Yep. Just basically making sure that this get added Right, standard, and then all of the other types that we have. So. Okay, and which not just standard and historic. Uh, technically, it's already in there, but it's been hidden in the in the deck builder that you can select. Like this is meant to be a singleton deck, right. and then when you go back to your collection, suddenly all the cards only have one pip because you're only allowed to add one of them. But that is kind of hidden right now, so we were bringing that to the forefront, yep, and point. then we will also be adding historic in there. So to just make it both as we look to develop standard and non-standard formats, but also as we continue to support these other event types, making it easier for players to know, okay, which deck is what and what is legal in which format. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's put the rotation graphic up there real quick because yeah, it's, it. it's snappy it's and it's kind of cool. cool. It's pretty so, great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Megan, talk us through what exactly, what, what goes away, what comes... What happens here at Rotation? All right, so this is actually uh, pulled directly from what we plan to have in-game starting with the update on September 4th. So the, the first time you log in, and the, you should only see it the first time you log on, is going to be this infographic, which shows you very distinctly, okay, so these are the cards that are currently in. Come September 26th, we're adding Throne of Aldrain. However, we are also removing Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan, Corset 2019, and Dominaria from Standard. Mm -hmm. So... I know many people are happy to see Teferi go. One of them. I'm not one, one of them. And it's, I, but and and well, he's not going anywhere fair, technically. So. Yeah, there's still another <laughs> Teferi. Yeah. He's just going, going, going one, one, one Teferi is going to be in historic, <laughs> and there is still going to be a standard legal Teferi from War of the Spark. So nope, Teferi's still around. <laughs> Can't escape him. Um, and then talk about renewal. We've talked yeah. about renewal rewards a lot. What what does that mean? So specifically, we wanted to make this time of year sort of one of the best times of year to play, almost mm -hmm. like a little bit of a party. So your friends come back, see what's new, what's exciting. So when you first log in, the renewal uh, reward will open. It's kind of like this acorn egg mystical chest. Yeah. There will be 10 random standard individual card rewards in there. Some of them from Eldraine, some of them from whatever else is in standard. And it's just to go, hey, Here's 10 rares, start building some stuff. And that'll happen after on. September 26th. That is, sorry, that is on September 26th, on yeah, September 26th. when we do the release. All, okay. all of the renewal stuff uh, happens, as that I'm talking about here, happens at that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, we do see the other events that we're doing right now, like the standard, um, the 2020, mm -hmm. as part of renewal writ large, because what it's doing is getting everybody sort of used to the new standard transition there, 
both through play, rewards, just so you know what's going on. Yeah. Also, what will happen is that everybody will get rewards added to the first 25 levels of the free-to-play mastery track. So the, right now, there's an empty level for rewards every other level. We're going to put new rewards in there, ICRs, other things. You'll see them. I believe we have information for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. Fun little graphic in the state right. of the beta that yeah. outlines all of it. And really what that's meant to do is, hey, come in. You get these 10 new rares to help you go on. You have these events going on. We even have some other events that we haven't necessarily announced that sort of are in the same vein of like, try stuff out, help out standard, right? Mm -hmm. And then these first 25 levels are all powered up. And so you play those, you get even more rewards. And you're, we're welcoming back all of those other people as well as giving everybody else just a little more juice to help with the transition. Yes. Okay. So um, with next week's game update as a continuation of that, like what is rotation information, uh, there is going to be a brief explanation of what is renewal as well. And that's, you're going to see the, the egg that KO is talking about. And if you go to your profile page, you will see the egg there as well to just be like, hey, heads up. As a reminder, this is coming, this is where you're going to get your rewards. Yeah. And then the uh, standard 2020 events, I believe they start on September 9th. That's correct. Yeah, yes. so um, that's something that will start before rotation is the ability to play in these standard 20 events, 2020 events. Um, those are the events where you'll be able to earn unlimited mastery pass, not mastery pass XP, mastery XP, just for the mastery system. So for those of you who are, you know, just have a few levels to finish out, or some of you who may have fallen like very, very far behind, Steve, um, there is a chance for players Steve's to either... Steve's not very good personally attacked by this content. <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned it when we were going, over, when we were going over yeah, the runner no, show. He's just like, oh, sweet, so I can get the other 60 levels. And I'm like, mm. actually, yes, yes, you could. 40. I'm not um, very good at it. Okay, so uh, so as a way <laughs> for... It, it's trying to address rotation and renewal in like the current standard and the, the upcoming standard where it's just like, all right, so here's ways that we're going to help you sort of like... Hit the ground running, uh, you'll get a bunch of cards on your collection, uh, right as Throne of Aldering releases. Uh, here's a little bit of prep area for you to sort of brew and come up with some deck ideas that might be fun to play, uh, right as we get into the Throne of Aldering preview season. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and, and playing in those, and simultaneously, as we were finishing up the course at 2020 Mastery, here's also a chance for you to catch up on any of those levels and earn as many of those rewards as you can uh, before that Mastery set ends. Gotcha. It's a lot. It it's a lot. There, there is, it's there a, lot. is a reason. That's why. <laughs> no, it's great. It's fun. And as, pl as players yeah. in the game, and, we're super and excited. Yeah, there is, there's a lot going into this update. Um, and there is a reason why it's just like, all right, we're going to need an infographic. We're also going to need a timeline. There's, there's a lot to look forward to both. So speaking of a lot, did we cover it all? Well, I have many, many questions. We have a lot of questions. We have a lot of questions. We're gonna right, we're, right. we've got about half an hour left in the stream, so we're gonna get two questions. Cool. We'll get to two questions. We are gonna get to more <laughs> than two questions. So let's do this. Questions. Yeah. Okay. I have a big list of questions. I'm taking them roughly in chronological order. So if you don't hear your question, I'm skipping over some that I feel we've answered, uh, and I'm gonna be paraphrasing. So if if I don't ask precisely your question, please forgive me. Uh, but TurboCop asked, uh, why only the 45-pack bundles of the historic sets? Uh, they just happen to be the most popular for, for people who are developing their collections, since historic overall is about the mastery experience and about those types of players. Mm -hmm. We just decided to simplify that. There's a lot of stuff in the store as it goes, and we want to make sure people have 
a great experience getting to what they want. And mm -hmm. this is the thing that is focused on those players. Okay. Uh, are there any changes to the best of three clock in Arena planned? Um, right now, we've been talking internally, just seeing how it goes and going with the metrics, but definitely shoot us feedback uh, specifically on it. I don't think there's anything yeah, immediately uh, coming. No, um, we did make some changes to the when the timer automatically appears, but right now it's still each player has a 30-minute clock mm -hmm. um, that runs when they have priority. It does not include sideboarding, um, and right now there are no changes because we're, we're trying to, again, the, the match clock was... Uh, intended with the idea of sort of parity with what happens on tabletop and if you've played in a sort of a sanctioned tabletop event rounds are usually about 50 minutes so 50 or minutes to an hour depending. Right. With the traditional modes we want to try to keep them close. It's, yeah it, 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 it's intended for parity so we try and like when we're when we're determining how long does the match clock is available for players it's with the idea of okay how long are players typically given at a similar event in tabletop, so. Okay. Um, and I apologize if I'm jumping around topics. Oh, you're like fine. I said, Let's run. Run. We're going right back to the 45-pack bundle. Uh, are they going to be the same price for yes. the historic yeah. as standard? Okay. Uh, uh, and they also have the buy a box promo. They're okay, literally the, buy the, box, exactly the exact the same. same thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase this one as friends list question mark. <laughs> <laughs> So, Have you been asked that question before? Yeah, and definitely. And uh, we're officially in the working on it part of it. Okay. We don't want to announce more than that, and uh, my marketing guy might already punch me for saying that, but <laughs> we want it. We want to put those types of things in and even more coming in. I would love to tell you all the things, but he will probably punch me. But yeah. I mean, I'm one of your marketing I'm, I'm guys, waiting for so. the door to get kicked in. We like. <laughs> Um, how much, so there were a couple people who asked variations of this question, how much was, will be, uh, play, the play design team slash the tabletop studio involved with shaping the historic format? So when we told Aaron Forsyth and his group about this, Aaron like paused and looked at me and said, so do you want us to help with that? And it wasn't really a question. <laughs> But it was we, also a statement. Well, <laughs> it was because we were proposing something really new, right? Yeah. We were actually saying, like, hey, you guys have to make these decisions, you know, years in advance for where they are and for the production timelines of tabletop. So we're proposing something new. We are great partners with them. We follow their lead on a lot of this stuff. They are the masters of what goes on. Mm -hmm. But we also want to see what happens. Like, what we did with Nexus was actually a big discussion between both groups. It was really, like okay, we have to sort of crack the door on this and thing. Like, Arena yeah. can offer a different experience, but we don't want it to be not magic, right? Um, but that said, we really are going to use analytics. One of the things that uh, Arena gives us is re really fast, really good information on what people are playing, what the win rates are, who's mm -hmm. going on. And that actually, the Aaron and his group use a lot of to sort of help form their own ideas about standard. Mm -hmm. And with this, we're going to use that. So I would say... Part of that conversation with them, part analytics and part conversation with the fans, streamers, whoever else, just going like, hey, maybe it's even that this isn't fun. Like, it might be that Historic gets stale. Yeah. We'll change it for that reason just as much as it's not balanced. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and to that point, you know, the step one is working with Aaron Forsythe and other uh, members of the design team to sort of, like, look at what, you know, and, and narrow the list down a bit. There's a lot of cards over mm -hmm. 25 years of magic history, but we are sincere that like, as we get closer to trying to determine, okay, so what are the cards we want to add first, um, reaching out to the community. So that'll probably come 
somewhere more so in the October closer to November timeline. Yeah, we'll just probably, being like, hey. We'll probably take a first stab at it with this event, mm -hmm. you know, do some conversation, but we really want to get it launched and living. So when I say living, I mean that this is a thing that will change. Yeah. It is inherently built to change. And to that is what it's hopefully its appeal should be to expert players. Mm -hmm. And maybe people watching those expert players and going, wow, I can't believe they came up with X. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, speaking of cards, are any cards off limit for adding to historic? Uh, we've all we are co currently having conversations about that. There's as much as there is history for Magic. There's also cards that some people are m more sensitive about than others about traditions that have come around. If you remember last year, again talking about the Nexus of Ban Nexus of Fate ban, there was a lot of consternation in ourselves and in the community. What are you doing, right? So we just want to go with this, but we don't want to blow everything up. Yeah. So yes, there may be. We don't know what they are yet. And we're sort of just looking at what's going to make this starting point fun and also say to everybody, this isn't modern or vintage or legacy, right? Like mm -hmm. this is its own thing. That's really where we're starting from. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would say probably, but we haven't really defined that and it's we're really early. So you're sure. saying Sh Scheherazade is on the table then? We're saying that <laughs> technically, technically, nothing him. is like after off the show. The table. Just, <laughs> all the memes are Steve memes. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is. It's 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 conceptually Schrodinger's card pool, where yeah. everything is both simultaneously. So nothing is on nor off the table at this point. Right. It's both on and off the table. Until well, you, you see in a lot of that's always a satisfying. You see in a lot of digital lifestyle games like we are that they will sometimes just suspend something for a time and see how it goes. Yeah. Or they'll mix something up. That's the place we're playing in. So it's not just about those cards, it's about the rules and how things are applied. Fundamentally, we're gonna stay magic in the like the phases, the turn, right, all yeah. of that. We're just starting with the cards themselves and cards that people already know a lot about so that we can make the most fun experience. Again, that fun experience is the target. Cool. Um, I think this is addressed in the article a little bit and we talked about it a bit, but we've gotten a bunch of questions. So let's reiterate, how often can players play best of three historic? So it's, the answer we're starting with for right now is essentially in December, you'll be able to play um, historic ranked. I forget, is that yes. the name yes. we're calling it? Sorry, or, we're renaming everything right now to be more clear, and I'm trying to remember how we're calling it. It, it, like, it It's, yeah, traditional historic <laughs> ranked, I, I believe, yes. because no, sorry, it's I, hard, you traditional yeah, we, best of three hard. historic, the non-rotating format ranked because it's ranked. Our so. designers know all of this. I'm trying to remember exactly because sure, sure, there's yeah. a few moving pieces. Um, we want to start there, and that's actually going to contribute to your constructed rank. So if you want to qualify, if you want to go up to Mythic, you can do it through this as well as anything else. Mm -hmm. We want to be careful with this, though, because we don't know much about Historic yet. We actually don't know how volatile it is. We don't know how it might turn and do things. So that's why we're starting with that limited period of time. You can always play with your cards best of one mm -hmm. in play queue. And actually, the majority of our players by far, like 90-plus percent games in our game are best of one. Mm -hmm. We totally understand that that's more of who's the real, you know, who's moving to expertise, who has time. There's yeah. a lot of reasons why that is, but we want to start there for that reason and just be careful about like kicking the barn doors open on this on historic and not really actually making sure we're part of uh, growing the format. Yeah. Right? Sure. So sort of to round that all up together, in November we're going to be introducing those new cards. We're also going to be introducing the event where you can earn those cards and play with those cards for the first time. Where you will be able to part of an entry fee 
get the cards. Yes. You're not earning the cards this first one. Yeah, no, this first one, we're going to introduce new cards. You can join an event where you'll get a play set of all those cards. Sometime after that event ends, we're going to add the traditional uh, or best of three ranked uh, play queue because at that point we've introduced the cards. Players have gotten a chance to add those cards to collections. They've had a chance to play around and deck build with them a little bit. And then we're going to go into the, the ranked portion of it. After that, yeah, it will probably it will probably always be in the space, at least for the foreseeable future. Let me reverse always, at least for the next you know little while, few sets, in those times where we try it out, where we turn we turn something on and try out the event. Sure. Because historic is part of what you do in arena. If you would like to just do that and play with those cards, you can in the play queue. But it's really more in the space of a singleton or a popper, as far as an additional thing for very experienced players to do. Versus something like standard, which is always there, always on, and is the core focus of arena. Mm -hmm. uh, next question: Are the rare ICRs offered in the renewal pack duplicate protected? Uh, they'll follow uh, the same duplicate protection I rules. I believe they are as as current standard. Yes, uh, the they, current they cards. They are yes. Okay. And there's Eldraine cards in there as well, so. Uh, yeah. That won't be because that'll be the first time you log in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was <laughs> Those like, literally be they, here. <laughs> uh, they're texting, okay, but what happens if the the you know do all these things and has all their their right. set complete before the renewal rewards and they're just like that's. We'll work on all those going details. going to happen. We'll work on all those details out with the making sure we post those too. So yeah, all that okay. information. Um, so this question kind of gets back to working with Studio X, but do you have experienced Magic players among your devs? We do. Um, we have people who've made magic cards among other devs. <laughs> so, uh, uh, both on the design team and the engineering team, actually. Okay. So there's a lot of magic in this building. Um, I think what we a lot of magic. Yeah. <laughs> I think what we're good at on Arena is making a, uh, a digital magic experience. Mm -hmm. And so, actually, what will make this interesting is not just the cards themselves but also the types of events, the way the reward structures should go, how all of that sort of happens. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be a lot of our influence on what's occurring. Okay. And there's also, there's always play tests. Those play tests that we have aren't limited just to the arena team. Yeah, the it's arena open team, to... as a team, play tests at least two or three times a week on the whole thing on different features. And different, our actual designers play all the time every day. Okay. And they play with the Studio X people. Yeah. Is there any status update on mobile development after the announcement of Mac? We are dead. <laughs> I didn't make this decision. Well, I'm Megan. Just in case she's going to jump at me and go like, no. Um, uh, we have definitely been, like a lot of people, in the dreaming phase of this. We are now in the, fully in the thinking phase of this. Okay. Um, this is a fun game. We want you to be able to play it wherever you can, but we don't want to go too fast and get too far ahead of ourselves. So while Mac is a for sure and a go, we just know that we have that desire, but we're not in, we're not ready to announce anything. We don't yeah. have any plans, anything like that. Okay. Are there any details you could share about historic drafts? So part of this is the, the thinking part we're going through right now. So when you're looking at a draft, and we're actually working with Studio X quite a bit on this, we're like, what is actually some of the best draft experiences that have been in Magic, right? Because that's the actual question we want to answer, not necessarily, because since the cards are going to historic ultimately into this new non-rotating format, we go, okay, what are the favorites? What are the ones that Studio X thinks are the best because they were the most fun, mm -hmm. right? 
and we're looking at those and going, okay, so what is necessary to make that best draft experience versus literally make that set? So one of the things that, because Magic has always been printed as it has been and developed as it has been, we all are very wired for this is how this is done. Mm -hmm. However, cubes are a thing, yeah. right? There are remastered possibilities. There are, how do you make the best draft from a mashup, right? Like, we are not restricting ourselves because Historic is a format that is inherently dynamic and changed. That means we can experiment a lot with what goes there. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, if one is just a knock it out of the park hit, we're going to go after it. So right now, we're actually in the process of vetting those kinds that we would use um, and looking at some of the sets that we haven't brought into the game, like Kaladesh and Amonkhet blocks, and how we can best bring those in. Yeah. Okay. So sets like Dominaria, which usually end up, if somebody has written a top 10 draft formats at all time, Dominaria tends to be on there somewhere. Like that's a, relatively speaking, a sort of like an, an easy one to address. Well, because we will for sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Right, but like, gonna, you know, going back even yeah. further, what are, those, what are those best draft experiences? Because that's really what that is about, those, again, the master. Yeah. And I think those would be more to that point too very master level draft experiences, okay. right? Very skill-based. Um, here's another question that you've gotten before and that your marketing people will jump at you. Is, are, are real people drafts still in the pipeline? So drafts with eight people drafting rather than bots. Yeah, we are actually still talking about it um, actively as we look at what we're doing. Um, I'll, I'll, again, my marketing people will jump at me. Next year, we always you. make plans. You make budgets for the next year and you make plans for the next year. Sure. This is a classic magic experience. We want to figure out how to best bring it to arena. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have any plans to it. It's not in the thinking category yet, but it's definitely in the, well, we got to do it, so how do we do it? Sure. Right? More than the, we will never do it. Mm -hmm. And it's not a technical thing so much as it is drafting itself, and especially pod drafting, is this really unique social experience, which you can make digitally, but it's not going to be the same kind of fun as sitting there and passing packs and laughing and all the rest, right? Yeah. So what do we need to do to make sure that it stays fun and is actually more fun than the bot drafting, sure. right? Because if it nets out being the same fun as the bot drafting, then we didn't really serve what we could there. Yeah. So that's really why we have been thinking about it versus just acting to make it so. Okay. Um, we haven't announced any details yet on the Mastery Pass once we hit Eldraine. Let's just ask this question. Will there be changes from the 2020 design? Yes. Um, so we've taken into we've taken feedback into account in a variety of ways. There will still be XP on events, mm -hmm. so there's still a great way to do that. We've added um, some things I don't think we're yet ready to specifically talk about that will help you if you just play a ton and you're you reach the end too fast. I'll put it that way, sure. <laughs> like those folks. But the main issue a lot of people had was, hey, am I going to be able to get everything I need to out of this? Yeah. For 2020. We're helping that with the, the uh, standard 2020 events where you can just play a lot. Yep. We want to also change the balance of things so that it's actually achievable versus the set of the, sp the span of the set. Okay. And so we're doing those types of things. We're also looking at how codes play in and how we do other ways to get players XP. We like XP. We put this out there so people can get it. We actually think it's better than the original weekly pack system because if you miss time, it's not gone forever. You actually can get that by you know playing a little more later. So we want to keep making it basically 
more fun and more valuable for folks, whether it's the free-to-play track or the pass track. Yeah, and, and, and when we, when we for like the Corset 2020 Mastery, it's the first time that we've done a Mastery. So there is plenty of ways we can iterate on it. And now that we've, we've released it and players have experienced it, again, looking at the, the, the metrics, the analytics, and, and like looking around with like, okay, how, how quickly or slowly are people progressing? Where, like changing, like what rewards should players earn when? And a lot of ways we've, that we- have done a lot of analysis. We can, we, can, we, we can toy around with, okay, and so it's like, so what happens if, uh, now that we actually have had an experience of it? So there are going to be some we'll, we'll changes. We'll get better and, at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 there are going to be some so, changes, there are going to be some iterations based but on- it's, it's all in, it's nothing in the negative, it's all in the, making it smoother, making it more achievable for folks to play across a set's lifespan. Mm -hmm. What do you do for the folks who have used it up? We're basically robustifying it. Sure. Yeah, so like what happens... We actually use it in dev quite a yeah. bit. When we're that feature's like, oh, that feature needs some robustification. You gotta robustify it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's sort of like... And, and this might not all happen um, specifically with Throne of Eldraine, but it's just like sort of trying to answer those okay, what if questions with mm -hmm. the mastery system. So, so what happens uh, when a player reaches level 100? We could, we could also leave them left. as what ifs. Or yeah, or, <laughs> we could, we could, you know, or, or what what happens if somebody, you know, they for some reason they can't play for a bit, you know, what happens when we're nearing we the end? We totally and, leave them as what ifs. <laughs> For now, they are <laughs> what is. I'm just saying, like we're working on it. We got it. Yeah. Uh, and please give us feedback. I think is the most important thing. Who's jumping yeah. at who, man? I just was giving a little. I was trying to give. I'm not subtle. You are like twice my size. <laughs> Your little subtleness. I'm just like, should I? Should I leave? Should I? No, and all that. It's nothing bad. It's just we have to keep w watching how everybody plays it. Yeah. yeah. And react to it. That's really the the yeah. answer. Yeah. So. Well, and that's to get away from the questions for a second. That that's one of the factors that people out there may not realize is that yes, we're taking in feedback, but we're also looking at play data. And if they say two different things, we have to weigh those differently. There's or five figure or out where the disconnect or is. Or figure out where There's the disconnect is. There's five or six is. people whose full-time job it is to analyze what goes on, figure out how to make it work better. And our focus is always about engagement. How do we make sure that people are having fun playing? Yeah. That's actually where it goes. Yes, there are other factors, right, that go into that, but that's where their job is focused. Mm -hmm. um, here, we haven't covered this question. What about NPE decks? So we are giving everyone the NPE decks that we put into the new player tutorial in July with Coruscant. So mm -hmm. when you come in, there will actually be extra decks. So if you've maxed out your deck count, these will be on top of that. Okay. So we just want to give everybody those decks. They do not give vault progress because we're really just about giving you the cards and so that you have those decks to play. It's sort of our way to catch up everybody who already has been playing who didn't go through the NPE again. Mm -hmm. um, if you're still in the NPE and doing some doing the leveling progress there, the experience will differ a little bit, but the net of it is everybody's gonna end up with those decks. Those are just sort of base table stakes to play arena. Okay. Uh, do you intend to provide access to any and all cosmetics that are no longer in the store? It feels bad to just never be able to access the Narset sleeves or Shockland yeah, styles yeah. anymore. So really what we're trying to do there is we're having to learn from the store and from cosmetics specifically mm -hmm. what different players like at different times. So there's actually some coming back with Eldraine itself mm -hmm. just to sort of go, hey, these were in a bundle. What happens if we don't sell them in a bundle? Right? Like because enough time has passed. Mm -hmm. Really we look at cosmetics and go, hey, we want them valuable for those people. 
we want people to have a significant amount of time with that, right? Like, you know, months and months of time of like, yeah, this is my thing. I got it. I spent the money or the effort or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But then we also want to make sure other people have opportunities to get those. We don't have a formula for that. We try different things out. We give them out as event rewards. Sometimes we put them in the store for gold. Sometimes we put them in for gems. So there's not really a formula there so much as we're trying different things out. Mm -hmm. And when we say what works, it's really about the type of player you are, mm -hmm. right? So we try to give a breadth uh, for different types of players, right? People who are like, yeah, I would like to be all, guild in, all in on guilds and get everything of the guilds at once, right? Or, hey, I just want to have this, this thing or yeah, I, I don't this, know. this one thing or the other. What we have to be careful of, and we're already at this point a little bit ourselves, is there's so much stuff available mm -hmm. because every card style will eventually probably have a style, mm -hmm. right? We, I don't know exactly how or when that we will do that, but we want to be careful not to just oversaturate everything. So yeah. we're trying to manage it a little, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, and to, and to address the, the, the core underlying question is, is nothing that we have removed is gone forever. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't say that, so she said that. <laughs> All right, fine. Let me rephrase. The there is I, nothing the, that necessarily stops us. It's well, just the planning. Look, yeah, let the, me put it this way. We don't want to make promises to you guys we can't live up to. Yep. We don't want to set the wrong expectations and confuse things. And I don't want to bring things back just to just to bring. Ever. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I want to be yeah. careful because Magic players are incredibly precise, right? We literally have a lifestyle game we all play that trains yep. us to be like precision machines. Yeah. So this is more of a... We want to bring back the fun stuff. If you guys like stuff, then it's not coming back. Tell us, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the route we want to go. Yeah. Versus promise everything will always be available. Well, and that's if something, if nobody buys a thing, then clearly nobody and wants it. Maybe it, it wasn't successful. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Uh, will there be any tweak to the wild card earning weekly potential compared to the current weekly ability to accumulate wild cards through free play? Uh, not right now. Uh, right now, we're the renewal. Uh, events give more rewards out of that, but it's not wild cards directly. Um, we're going to continue to run different kinds of events that have different kinds of rewards. Mm -hmm. And what we essentially do is we say, hey, what would be fun and what would be fulfilling as a player to play this experience? And then we look at all the analytics and go, okay, here's where the rates are. Maybe let's try, you know, moving this a little, moving that a little. But there's no current plans to do that now. Okay. Um, can you fall, can you play historic and use that to help you get to the MPL eventually? Yes, for this one, this this uh, I want to say yes for this one time we're doing it because mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen with it. Like, sure, we potentially might split the two ranks and make a historic rank versus a standard constructed rank. Uh, we may keep them together. We yeah. may have it more frequently or not. But as of this. This one that's happening in December, yes, it's just adding to your constructed rank. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, just for clarity. Sure. Yeah, and, and and to further clarify, uh, the the when we do the hist uh, the historic ranked queue, it is going to contribute to your uh, const uh, constructed rank, um, and that will qualify you for the whatever the the, the, the yeah, mythic the qualifier. Yeah, the yeah. mythic qualifier event. It, we're not going to differentiate, or just because you could theoretically reach, you know, top mythic with historic and you will still qualify for the weekend But you event. can play a, a mix. But you, you can, can also play, play like a mix. Standard and then... You can switch between different yeah. games of it. Yeah. But fun. if you wanted to, you could just you could. play historic and yeah. that would yeah. contribute to a constructive. Yeah, it, yeah, basically that's where we're starting because we feel like why not, like, this is about those really experienced, very masterful players, so mm -hmm. let's try it out. Uh, this is a hard one. Okay. Morning, Redhead. Uh, so you've talked a few times about the game being standard focused. 
Uh, the question is, why are you a standard-focused game instead of a magic-focused game? But I, I think what they're really getting at is, what do you mean when you're saying sure, sure. you're a standard-focused game? So um, we, what we want to do is provide the experiences that are the most top of mind, the sort of current what's going on, because digital moves really fast. Digital as an overall expression moves mm -hmm. really fast. And by having that focus, it lets us make sure we're really good at that. Yeah. If we try to be good at everything, mm -hmm. there's 25, 26 years of that making that very, very hard. And that goal itself means, sure, we're not saying we're not going to add other things, but we, you know, we're not going to add other formats. You know, I don't want to necessarily name anything specifically to set expectations, but we're not leaving those out. But those aren't the main thing you do when you play Arena. The main thing you do when you play Arena, and it's a free-to-play game, mm -hmm. is that standard focus, what's exciting, what's in the news, what streamers are streaming uh, a lot about. Um, it's not that it's not magic, it's just we've chosen that to focus on because we feel like the most people would pay attention to that and like that. Okay. Um, I, I think I know what this question is asking. Uh, will the Vault grant more progress for historic cards? Oh, for the uh, for any of the duplication of them? Yeah. No, it's the same amount. Okay. Good question. Yep. Um, I think that covers all. Well, it's about almost all the time we have anyway. Oh, good. Um, There's more than two. We got to more than two. More we got questions. to more than two questions. Good job, everyone. Yeah, we did it. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for watching. Now, if you've still got more questions, we will still answer them. Where, Megan? Uh, you should at us, at MTG underscore arena. Um, we'll be, um, not only that, uh, if you've tuned in late or haven't had a chance to check it out, a lot of this information is in the seat of the beta that went out this morning. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, you can at us on Twitter, you can ask your questions on the forums, um, basically anywhere and everywhere that Yeah, and there's a lot happening, so go at it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Especially as we, as Historic comes about for those players who are there, this is, you know, hopefully just keeps that conversation even more powerful and meaningful to people. Yeah, and, and, and asking these questions as, you know, from the community team is really helpful because it's just like, okay, so where, what do we need to clarify? What are the things, what are the pieces of information that we may have missed and, mm -hmm. and going through and making, um, whether it's get and, and where else can we have this information available as as we figure out what are those questions that we we have answers to that mm -hmm. aren't out there. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that is it. Thank you everyone for watching. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. I was also Steve here. Steve was also here. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back next week with a very special stream that I'm not going to talk about. Yeah, we should, we can't talk about We're it. I'm not going to talk about nope, it. No, don't talk about it. Blake. Uh, but we will see you <laughs> next week right here on Weekly MTG. Thanks Bye, for tuning everybody. in. Thanks.